Morning, everyone. Happy end times and welcome to the News Agenda with me, Fleet Street Fox. And today I'm joined by a highly delighted fellow Mirror columnist and associate editor, Kevin Maguire. Morning, Kevin. Good morning. I've known Johnson for 30 years and he may finally get his comeuppance. Mm. Now, it's the People's Pay-Per-View, so get into the comments. Ask us your questions. We'll do our best to answer them for you. Those of you listening later on podcast, I'm afraid you're just going to have to drive to Downing Street and holler through the gates instead. So what have we got today? Well, the mirror has splashed on 24 hours of carnage in Downing Street. Not even that many, actually. Uh, after two cabinet ministers and half a dozen minor members of the government all resigned in the wake of Boris Johnson's unravelling denials about how much he knew of sex pest allegations directed at his former deputy chief whip, Chris Pincher. This morning, it looks like Pincher was reported to the police twice and Boris was told about him five times before completely forgetting all of it and appointing him to a role in which victims of sex pests would have to bring him their complaints. Um, now, so, Kevin, take us through this. Who's gone? Who's left? Who's actually running the country these days? Yeah, who's running the country? Probably nobody's running the country. You could almost uh, argue Boris Johnson hasn't been for months. But to lose your Chancellor, uh, Rishi Sunak, your Health Secretary, Sashi Javid, to your most senior ministers resigning from the Cabinet, because they both have just had enough of the, the line. Yes, of course, they've got personal leadership ambitions. But nevertheless, both cited the lack of competence in number 10. Sajid Javid said he, he hoped that when Johnson uh, survived the no-confidence vote, he'd show some humility in a fresh direction. He didn't. Uh, while Sajid, um, Rishi Sunak sorry, said, and he was quite right, that the country can expect that uh, the government's conducted is it properly, competently and seriously, and it isn't. There's also economic differences there. So they're the two biggies who've gone. There's a number of junior ministers gone. The aviation minister's gone. The general's gone. Some of the very loyal backbenchers have, have gone. And it really does feel like the end game for Boris Johnson. And what's you know, the straw that's broken the camel's back is, uh, is Chris Pincher and lying about the appointment of a guy with an unenviable record. And it's, the lies have just caught up with him, finally. It's, well, Jerry says he's on the slippery slope, but hang on now. Boris Johnson lied about his girlfriend having abortions when he mm -hmm. was a shadow minister. He lied about just to every one of his members of his family and his wives. He's lied about Partygate. He lied about Owen Patterson. He lied about COVID care homes. He, li he lied, 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 he lied. Why? Is this lie? Yeah. Why is this one the one that's broken the camel's back? You'd have thought yeah, the, he, he, lies, the COVID yeah. lies. Yeah, and he, and he lied about Brexit. We lied about forty new hospitals. As you say, there are lies and lies and lies. I think I think it's cumulative, rather like the boy who cried wolf. Finally, the wolf turned up and uh, devoured him. And I, I think with conservative backbenchers, it's Chris Pincher, who's the deputy chief whip. You know, outside of Westminster, it might be one of those roles. Does it really matter? It does, because you give them great authority over other MPs in terms of nights off, offices. You've got a problem, you go to the, the deputy chief whip. They keep mental black books about indiscretions to blackmail you. And he essentially gave the job to proudly predator and they've re revolted over that as some people will say isn't it amazing he's the first prime minister in history to have found to have broken the law in office 
when he was fined for uh, COVID parties. Why didn't he go then? Why did they keep sticking with him? Uh, Keir Starmer has, has made the point that Sunak and uh, Javid shouldn't be seen as heroes because they were cheerleaders for him. And there's a sense at the moment now, I think, of some, with some Tories, they're rats leaving the sinking ship. They can see yes. their captain, their skipper, who they were quite happy to ignore the lies when they thought he was a success. Now they see him as an electoral liability after those big uh, by-election defeats in uh, Tiverton and Honiton, in the Blue Wall, Wakefield up in the Red Wall. They're worried about their own jobs, their own futures. That's what it's really about, those, those MPs. But they've just had enough. And I do think it's the end. I think the, the greased pig is... David Cameron right, called finally on the spit. But, oh, oh, what a horrible thought. Now, Zoe has said Boris has to go. Jamie says Boris has to do the honourable thing, not just for the Conservative Party, but for the country as well. Now, in losing, everyone who's commenting so far this morning is quite negative about Boris. Do you think he ought to stay, anybody? Do you think that he's doing a sound job? Um, Kevin may think he wants to stay because it might suit Labour, perhaps. For Yeah, well, if, if I was Keir Starmer... You know, the Labour leader, Ed Davey, the Liberal Democrats, Nicholas Sturgeon, the SNP, I'd be launching the Save Boris campaign because he is a wonderful electoral asset for them. The Conservative Party can't move on as long as he is there. They'll just continue sinking. They might try and perform the old trick, get a fresh face, and then say, you want to change? We've given you change. Call an election last year to try and wrong-foot the opposition. Um, mm. Is he? Yeah, but he is. He's just. He's not only incompetent. He's not only a liar. He's kind of lazy. He's unreliable. You just can't trust him at all. YouGov last night found a record sixty-nine percent. That's seven in ten voters think he should resign, including fifty-four percent, more than half of Tory voters at the last uh, election. He will super glue himself to Downing Street. But I think the game is up. I think backbenchers are going to rise up and kick him out. Mm. Now, Alan says he will still be Prime Minister because Starmer's not fit. We've yet to hear, of course, about the beer gate fine from Durham Police. Uh, they seem to have no sense of drama. They have done it last night. But uh, we have to wait and see if that is going to come or not and whether or not they're starting us to resign. Now, in losing Sunak and Javid, Boris has lost the bankers. And in uh, Morrison, he's lost one of his lawyers, the Solicitor General. He's now being propped up by Nadim Zahawi, who's a former boss of YouGov, uh, which, as Kevin just pointed out, reported the majority of just about everybody now wants Boris to go. I suppose there is a positive here, which isn't going to get very much attention at all, because, you know, a, a brown man and a former refugee is Chancellor of the Exchequer, which is an amazing sight in and of itself, considering the last sort of few it decades. Is. You know, the, the Conservative Party, given, given it's got a, uh, a wing that's racist, uh, and I know Labour had uh, its problems with anti-Semitism uh, in, the, in the Corbyn era, I'm not denying that, but the last three chancellors have all been uh, Britons of colour, uh, Sashi, Sashi Javid, Rishi Sunak, and then Nadeem Zawari. And Nadeem Zawari, in some ways, is a great success story. He came to Britain as a you know, primary school kid from Iraq, um, in the Saddam era, couldn't speak English. Uh, he's uh, been very successful business-wise, although I think his uh, tax records <coughs> and uh, reputation will be uh, combed over minutely well, now. Big questions about about having a stable economy ever um, because of the money that he spent. That's <coughs> money he spent having his stable yeah. seated. So we'll have to. Yeah, well, he did. He, he claimed. He claimed on his expenses and had to repay for heating his uh, family stables. Yeah. on parliamentary ex uh, expenses. Well, at the time, they hated bedroom tax, 
was being introduced for social tenants who were deemed to have spare rooms. So I remember Zawari's uh, expenses were were dubbed the uh, the spare groom tax. Oh, so uh, all that all that will come back. All that that yeah. will come back at him. Uh, and he's 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 record at education. Look, he's not he's not been there that long. But the Tories have reduced spending per pupil on on schools that ninety three percent of our kids go to. They have a they have an awful record. All he seems to want to do is pick fights with teachers and spark culture wars. Yeah, so I'll have to wait and see how that goes. But I suppose apart from that um, thing, I mean, Ken, Ken says there the ship is sinking. Heather says the trouble is we've not got anybody else. Labour went against the people on Brexit, so who do you trust? Uh, Starmer has said that he's not going to uh, go against Brexit anymore, but obviously people like Heather may not be convinced by that. Mm. But last night, Kevin, it was reported that Zahawi was going to be health secretary and instead demanded the Treasury. And he said, if you don't make me Chancellor Exchequer, I'm going to walk out of your government too, and that really will hurt. And therefore, this great, he's a bit of a wheeler dealer, Zahari. He got this uh, amazing job. So how long do we think he's going to be Chancellor for? Because I suppose no, that depends on how long Boris can be Prime Minister for. And in a normal world, he'd be gone by the weekend, wouldn't he? Yeah, we don't live in a normal world. I'm, I'm in, in Westminster at the moment, the Houses of Parliament, and the... The mirror's office at the you know, at the centre of the the place, and it, I assure you, it ain't normal here. Um, he's denying Zawari that he threatened to resign if he wasn't made Chancellor because Johnson uh, wanted to make Liz Trust the Foreign Secretary. Uh, I'm not sure I believe Zawari on this uh, at all. It's he's going to be a very short-lived Chancellor, whether it's weeks or months, but. It may not do him any harm if he's got his eye on the top prize of becoming prime minister because John Major was a very brief chancellor during uh, Thatcher's period and he got, the, he got the prize, he got the keys to number 10. I think Zawari will co come in and he will try and distance himself from Sunak who put up taxes by announcing tax cuts so he can position himself in the, in the Conservative Party for the Conservative electorate because the next prime minister of this, this country, Johnson Goes, will be picked basically by Tory MPs getting two candidates and then the Tory members, which are so few and only a couple of thousand, they're like a, a weird sect, will then de decide who it is. And he can point to our, one, like I've been cutting taxes, and two, I backed Brexit back in 2016, unlike, say, Liz Trust, the Foreign Secretary, who's a, yeah. a more recent convert for her own good. So he, become, he becomes Chancellor. He's realised, I think, it's a bit of an investment of his of his time, and it will improve his prospects of becoming prime minister. That's that's why. But then again, he's probably is he going to get to doing a budget in the autumn because we've got Tory conference in October, yeah. we've got the um, yeah. Standards and Privileges Committee reporting back perhaps in September on whether Boris Johnson misled Parliament. You've got the summer recess before that of heavy plotting, so we'll have to just wait and see how long Boris can can yeah. dig in and hold on for. Fo Foxy, most Tory MPs don't think. Uh, Johnson will survive uh, in you know much into the into the autumn, so the change could be before the Tory conference. They could have a they could have a very quick election. They don't have to take three months. And we used to hear the old excuse trotted out of oh you can't have a, a new prime minister now because of Ukraine, which was nonsense in the sense that you know, we changed prime ministers once in the First World War and twice in the Second World War because of course Churchill was turfed out by the voters and Clement Attlee elected before the war was over. It was still fighting uh, with with Japan. So Ukraine, Ukraine won't save him, uh, although I do kind of expect a phone call with Zelensky today for him to try and show his business as, as usual. There's been a squeak coincidence with those calls 
Yeah, and, uh, but as, uh, as someone remarked on, on Twitter last night, we're going to need a bigger Zelensky because it's not going to cover up this kind of stuff. Um, now, I keep asking you your questions. Sorry, I just completely missed the one that uh, was on the bottom there. It's just been taken away. But um, we keep asking you your questions. Let us know if you think Boris can stay in or whether he's going to whether he's going to have to go. What do you think is going to happen? Now, Rachel says, we don't really have anyone to run this country. It's a scary world we live in. Um, I think it was Belgium went 18 months without a government and they managed absolutely fine. Uh, but of course, it's different to not having a government to having a government that's run by who's running it yeah. at the moment. So, <coughs> Yeah, Northern Ireland doesn't have a devolved uh, assembly and uh, the power sharing out there here at the moment uh, in the disunited uh, United Kingdom. Um, I think really what we need, and we should have had, I think, this after COVID, because the old 2019 manifesto has gone completely out the window. The Conservatives, uh, you know, Brenda from Bristol, uh, close her ears, look away now. But I think we do need a general election so we can give you know, the country, we the people can give politicians uh, fresh instructions where we want to go. Yeah, you want to go to the right with the left with Labour, down the middle with the Lib Dems, you know, back the SNP, Plaid, Green, whatever. Northern Ireland, the, you know, the Rainbow Coalition of Parties, it, does, it doesn't matter, but I think they, you know, we, we do, I think, as a, as, a, as a country, just need an election because everything was thrown up, first of all, by COVID. Now it's Johnson's behaviour. You chuck in Ukraine, a cost-of-living crisis that's going to really squeeze and, and bite. It's just started next year, according to the OECD, group of 20-plus uh, you know, mm. major economies. Britain's going to have yeah. more economic growth, but only sanctioned Russia is going to do worse than Britain. And this is really going to pinch people. Mm. Now, Mike says, is Zahari's talk today of tax cuts and large pay rises a sign of Johnson trying to survive day to day? Or is he sourcing the earth for a successor with popular and expensive policies? Boris Johnson's very good at having popular and expensive policies, isn't he, Kevin? Um and he does like to sort of say something. I think part of the problem that he's got is that he's bleeding this support from the Tory grassroots, from the activists and the Conservative Association chairman and so on, from the people who knock on doors during elections, because they just feel that this has not been a particularly conservative government in the way that they expected to have had very high tax take. They've had very high spending. It's not the kind of thing they, they want. And they want to re a return to conservative principles. Yeah. And yeah. so... Is this him trying to say that's what we're going to do? Yeah, but you, you know, you've got some of those conservative principles in the the low paid and people on benefits and pensioners being squeezed when uh, they had you know, increases way below in inflation. You can see what's happening with public spending across many services away from uh, from the health service. I would argue that's all very all very conservative. But he's a man of, of contradictions, uh, Johnson. But he, he likes the great big flourish and sort of speaks in. You know, he, he's sort of wants to see paint and great colours. But when you, when you look at what's happened, in country, it's you know it is pretty conservative. I mean, that's I know they complain and quite rightly that taxes now the tax take thirty six percent highest since the late nineteen. 40s just after the Second World War. Squeeze on living standards is going to be the worst since the 1950s. Uh, economic growth has been terrible, in part because of Brexit, which was a, by and large a right-wing conservative policy. Two-thirds of Tory voters uh, backed it. Two-thirds of Labour voters opposed it. Uh, it's, it's squeezed the economy. It's been disastrous. You know, COVID, 
you look at the impact of that, which was massive, not just in terms of lives lost which, and, uh, and, and people who are still suffering, but economically it was huge. Sunak deserved credit for the furlough scheme, but then you look what happened on PPE and the crony contracts and the VIP lanes and the corruption uh, around that, the abandonment of the elderly in care homes who were, were sacrificed. Uh, the record is pretty pretty grim. They always talk about the vaccine uh, project and somehow that's made um, possible via um, Brexit. It was all during the uh, the interim period, the running through. We could have quite easily done that in the as members of the European Union. In fact, we were still part of the single market and the customs union at the, at the time. It's just kind of another yeah. Brexit lie on that. So, you know, the Conservatives yeah, yeah. made a pact with the devil when they picked him as leader, uh, and now they. Saying, oof, we don't like him. He was always like this. He was always going to self-destruct. He was always going to be a liar. He was always going to be incompetent. He was always going to be untrustworthy and deceitful and lazy. It's just Boris Johnson. Yeah, it's kind of, you can't be surprised, really, quite. That no, you get. No. If he's no. exactly what it says on the side of the tin, I think yeah. Boris Johnson could arguably come out and say, you voted for me. You knew what I was like. You can't have a problem with it now. But uh, who knows? Now, Paul he said... Well, yeah. He was there. It was obvious. But people yeah. swallowed it. No. Paul says, Boris can't lie his way out of this. He and his new Chancellor are going to buy their way out of it. We'll have to see, won't we? We are expecting more resignations today, probably more junior ministers or these parliamentary private secretaries who aren't in the gov- who um, aren't in the cabinet, but they are part of the government as sort of advisors, unpaid advisors for ministers. Um, but Boris last week said he wasn't going to fundamentally change his psychology. While he has been forced to resign from a number of other jobs, in fact, most of the jobs he's had, uh, that was because in each case he had a boss who could tell him he had to go. Uh, Now he is the boss. There is literally nobody, apart from perhaps the Queen, who can say this is about time, I think, for you to go. Uh, And I think when someone suggested to him about resigning, his attitude, I think it was reported in the Times today, was F that. Yeah. but the Times has called for him to go. The Sun says he's on his final warning. Even the Mail has gone lukewarm. And the Mirror, of course, has been saying his time's up just for, for ages. I said he'd lost the next election over Partygate. Is he yeah. ever going to resign, Kevin? And if not, how, what is the possible process for him to actually go? Yeah, yeah. He no, he, no, he'll never, no, he'll never resign. The only way he can be forced out before a general election is for a majority of Conservative MPs to vote. They have no confidence in him, and then he'll be gone. Uh, he won the last uh, the last vote. It was held too early. I think it was 211, 148, was it? Yeah. 41% of his voted against him, 59% for him. But about a third, just over a third of those who were for him, were people he, he was given jobs, salaries, cars, red boxes, to or they were hoping to get jobs. Uh, a lot of them are having buyer's remorse now, and I think he, yeah. he knows there is another no confidence vote. He will, he, he will, he will lose that. I'd, I'd bet your house on that. I'm so certain. I'd bet everything you own, Foxy. Uh, he would, he would lose that no confidence vote. So he's oh, you're gonna, betting what I own, and, and I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the world bank owns my house. Yeah. But he, 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 he knows he would lose. He knows he would, and he, and he would lose. Mello says he's on his way out. Patricia says, I think it's time the Queen made him resign. I just wonder, Kevin, whether even if 
if if the Tory party votes, if they change the rules and they manage to have a vote of no confidence, mm. and they, 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 they win that and they say, we have no confidence in you. He is then removed as leader of the Conservative Party against his will. Um, but the Queen has invited him to be Prime Minister and to form a government. If he can still form a government, then yeah. he can stay Prime Minister, Connie. Yeah, the, God, could he could he do a Trump? Uh, could he could he have the mob march on the uh, you know capital? Well, I can see a, I can see a mob marching, but not not for him. No, the other way around. I don't know. There must you know, there must be enough you know odd, odd people who uh, would try and uh, try and serve him. But the the position with the with the Queen and you know, there's a constitutional monarchy. I like you a Republican um, anyway. But we have a constitutional monarchy and the Queen summons to the palace to make prime minister the person the mp who can command the majority in the house of commons now, if he lost his majority in the house of commons should he uh, should he try to cling on you know, the tory mp say you got to go and he says no i'm not i'm not i'm not going i'm going to try and cling on there'd have to be a no confidence vote here now well, then, what yeah. they could do then is say Starmer and Davy or, or someone else. If other parties in the go in in the House of Commons could say, "Well, look, we can form a coalition and then call a general election yeah. away," then the Queen yeah. could then summon Starmer and say, "You form a government. Let's crack on." Yeah, and we'd all go, "Yay! Thanks, Queenie." Yeah, we we get into sort of weird, uncharted sort of American style uh, areas like this, but you. I suppose you know, the, the reason why we can talk in it isn't completely far-fetched is because Johnson's all about Johnson. His priorities, one, two, three, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. But, but maybe if I the think, Queen does do that, well, finally you'd stop being a Republican, Kevin. Yeah, well, there's no, 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 well, only for a day. There's no love lost between, <laughs> uh, there's, there's no love lost between the Queen and him, I would uh, suspect, after he advised no, think- a unlawfully prorogue Parliament. And then we know... Prince Charles. All the royals hate him. All the royals. We know that Harry snubbed yeah. Boris Johnson in the lineup as well. They all seem to really quite dislike the man. So we'll have to see what happens there. But we must move on quickly to another story. Save it, Kevin. We'll wrap at the end. Um, so we went, there's another story on page two, which is yet more strikes. So royal mail managers are walking out later this month over jobs and pay. Yep. Aslef and TSA, two more rail unions, they're balloting on strike action along with the RMT. And now BA staff through Unite are in talks about jobs and conditions, which stem from the appalling hire and fire and rehire policies yep. during the pandemic. Zahawi, our new chancellor, briefly, uh, said this morning that he was going to continue with the 9% pay rise for starting salaries for teachers that he asked for as education secretary, but fiscal discipline for everybody else. How's that going to go down with the unions, Kevin? Is it sustainable? Uh, no, I think it'll go down very badly with, with people who are suffering a terrible cost of living squeeze. What, uh, CPI, Consumer Price Index, inflation is 9.1. The retail price index, which is slightly broader, is already over 11, 11%. You you get to see a 3% rise. You're taking a hefty cut in your living standards. And, and Zawari will want to focus on starting salaries for teachers. What about the rest of the teachers? You know, those starting mm. They're trying to bring up to thirty thousand. That's six hundred pounds uh, a week. You're a you're a, you know you're a you're a teacher. Huge responsibility. You're you're, you're teaching our kids. You're probably taking home what less than five hundred quid uh, a week. Well, when rents are going up, the fuel's going up, uh, heating your homes going up, your shopping's going up. You're you're going to really get hammered. And 
I'd be surprised if there isn't a pushback from workers. And I think, as we saw with the real strikes and Mick Lynch making a very convincing case, they're not necessarily unpopular because people can admire those who have a go uh, and are in a similar position themselves. I think, well, you know, join a join a union, get organised, you know, fight back. So none of this is, uh, is is inevitable. MPs got a two thousand two hundred pound increase each. Well, if they made that right across the board, perhaps there wouldn't be uh, so much unrest. Yeah, but then again, who'd want to be prime minister with all that going on? Maybe that's why Boris Johnson would be safe for a bit. Who have to wait and see, won't we? Uh, now, I'm in, I'm in the I'm in the House of Commons. 650 MPs, 650 would have to be Prime Minister, no matter what the circumstances. <laughs> well, we'll just see, won't we? Um, now, uh, keep asking us your questions. Let us know what you think is going to happen with Boris later on today or later on this week. Um, but in the meantime, there is some good news in the world. And Now, this is basically uh, just a fantastic picture, uh, if we can bring it up for you. I don't know if it's knocking around, but basically here we are. It's about a golden Labrador called Fred from Stansted. He's 15 and he's adopted a flock of ducklings after their mother got up and walked off. Um, bless you, Fred. But Kevin, does this prove that a dumb blonde can do a really good job if you have him neutered first? Oh, no. No, it's like... It's... <laughs> That, that that dog's showing humanity that Boris Johnson never has. Dumbest <laughs> blonde. Uh, I think it's I think it's a lovely story. In politics, they uh, always say if you want a friend, get a dog, and that dog's been really nice to those ducklings. I hope there's not a follow up to this story, and we find out the dog's eating them. Because uh, there's one fewer duckling every day for the day. You see, I think as a fifteen-year-old, dog gets plumper. I just hope that went. Yeah. Yeah, but well, he looks well fed. That dog. So well done, Fred. Um, now, I don't know if we have any questions to to wrap with, but I think our connection to uh, the parliamentary Wi-Fi is collapsing pretty rapidly, so we'd probably better wind up. Um, thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Now, uh, those of you who are listening on podcast, please leave us a review to help other people find us. If you want to come back later on to the Mirror's Facebook video pages, they will be carrying PMQs at 12 o'clock and the Prime Minister will be up in front of the Liaison Committee of Select Committee Chairs, a.k.a. all his enemies in the same room, after PMQs. So come back and, uh, and watch that. Bring your popcorn because you're probably going to need it. He's going to get basted today. Um, so we'll have to see how things pan out and who else is going to resign later on today. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. Um, I think I need to send you one of our news agenda mugs so you have a cup of tea and stop your splattering yeah. early in the morning. Uh, thank you, everyone, for taking part. And we will see you all again on Monday for another edition of the News Agenda with whoever is running the country then. Bye-bye. <laughs>